The Rant Network, with Stuart Brisgell and David Solomon. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, noon Eastern. You think about it, we rant about it. Listen to us live on Facebook. Hey everybody, David Solomon here flying. So today, Stuart is flying out to get himself a new dog. So I'm here all alone in, in the studio today with the rant, but it's Free Flow Friday, and it's all about two different topics that we're going to talk about today, or at least I'm going to talk about it. I'm so used to saying we, but it's just all, it's me today in flying solo in the pilot seat. So, you know, when we look at, I really do appreciate everybody's comments. There were some really great ideas that were sent to us through Facebook, through private messaging and whatever. The whole idea of what is it that we could rant about today that is really in the news, topical, and what could we really be talking about? So there's some really good stuff there, but I'm going to focus in really on two stories in the in the you know that really caught my attention from what you guys would share with me. And the first one is Naomi Osaka. Now Naomi Osaka is one of the world's best tennis players, and I mean when I say the world's best, I don't mean men, women. I'm saying one of the best tennis players in the world. She's ranked number two on the ladies' side, and she from nowhere and like about three years ago she emerged on the scene. Phenomenal tennis player. Multi-champion, you know, very successful. Now, here's the thing. Before the French Open, one of the most important tournaments in tennis, she announced that she's really struggling with the media, that the media is giving her a very hard time, and that the media strains her mental health. That's pretty much what she said. But the French Open people said, um, you can't skip media press conferences. That's in your contract. You got to do it. Sucks to be you. And she said, no, I won't. And after she won her first round match, the French Open proceeded to fine her $15,000 US because she didn't show up to her press conference. She said, that's not acceptable. They told her, you do it again. We'll keep ramping up the fines because your obligation, and it's in the contract, when you come to the tournament, you must appear for the press conference. She said, no. She summarily withdrew from the from the French Open. She admitted later on that she was battling depression for the last three years and that she couldn't deal with the onslaught of the media. She needed to get away from them. She couldn't concentrate. She couldn't focus because of the media. Again, the French Open's reaction, it's in your contract. You should have appeared. She pulled out. She couldn't deal with it. And now she's taking away time away from the game because she now knows that she has no choice but to deal with the bloody media. The media is looking for blood. And whenever it comes up to these type of tournaments or any kind of things with sports or news or whatever, they're looking for blood. And they're trying to take full advantage of this young lady. Now, did now, what's the criticism on Naomi Osaka? Why did she handle it this way? She's surrounded by a coach, a manager, and, a, and a, an entourage that should have guided her by telling her, you went public, you should have negotiated your way out of this with the French Open organizers or the Women's Tennis Association, not go to the media to say you refuse to do this. Whether she handled it right or not, folks, is one thing. But the whole thing about bringing in the entire mental health issue into sports is once again something that is, you know, athletes are applauding, but the public isn't. And the media isn't re recognizing what's going on here and how far they've gone and what it's doing to athletes. DeMar DeRozan, former Toronto Raptor, now San Antonio Spur, 
came out and said he battles depression. It's very hard for him. And one of the things that's hard for him is the media. There are other athletes, Kevin Love, center you know, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, same thing. They've all said the same thing. They're dealing with depression and the pressures of the media are making it impossible. It is sad to see that the media has that much power to ruin, hurt, impact an athlete. This week, a Montreal Canadian hockey player got flattened. Flattened. He's out with a concussion. And the media just kept ripping about the physical, what he did physically to the guy. But it's incredible how when it comes up to the mental health status, that it's not the same level of treatment, that the media doesn't give it the same level of depth. And why? Because it impacts them. Once again, it impacts them. It doesn't matter that Naomi Osaka, who's all of 23 years old, is struggling with depression and that other athletes are struggling with depression. All that matters is that, well, if they don't appear for my media press conferences, then they're bad. We're not going to give them the time of the day. I think they went too far yet again to crucify a young lady who needs help. And as a result, she pulled out, much to the chagrin of tournament organizers and the public. And if that's what we want to see more and more, not only in sports, but in other venues where people are going to start to pull away, ah, I don't think that makes any sense. And really shame on, and I mean shame on, the WTA the Women's Tennis Association, the French Open organizers, and the media for not taking this situation seriously. I'm not saying Osaka handled it perfectly. I don't think she did handle herself perfectly. But again, someone dealing with mental health, it's really hard to criticize because of the amount of mental, the issues that they're dealing with. And it's unfair to be awfully harsh with them. That said, it's upon, you know, the public again has to scream and yell to the media. We're not accepting anymore. Enough with your lynch mobs. Enough going after athletes to try to get a pound of flesh, to get a sound bite, to get something to give you the Pulitzer or to give you whatever it is that you're looking for. To be the, oh my God, the, the late next one on a podcast because you're the one who caught, you know, a, you, you tripped up an athlete. They don't want it. They're sick and tired of it. And it's time to cut it at the knees. So yes, the athletes are, are paid to go in front of the media. And John, I agree with you. They're paid to do this. But it's not about whining. Because if you have never dealt with mental health, and I know people who are dealing with mental health issues, and they're successful people, but they're dealing with mental health issues. If there's no, I'm not saying you, you have to completely avoid the media. But the, but the way the media attacks, and I mean violently attacks, athletes, don't think it's necessary. Sit in a press conference yourself, John, before you go ahead and do it. I've been in these press conferences. I've been in the newspaper business. I've seen it happen. I've seen the way reporters will ask a question and the way they will attack people. It is beyond violent and it's really got to stop. It's Well, if you want to call it a cop-out, John, I really do apologize, but good for you. That's your opinion and I don't agree with you at all. I think that right now, mental health is a very serious issue. And until you've dealt with it, you have no right to really say it's a cop-out. But that's your opinion. My opinion is I've got the rant here, and I'm going to tell you. Go check it out before you make the comment. Off to my next topic. So this would be normally where Stuart would take over, but I'm going to continue. 
Unfortunately, earlier this week, or sorry, I should say last week, my apologies, a horrifying story came to light here in Canada, in Western Canada. 215 children were found buried under what was called a residential school in Western Canada, British Columbia. Now, just a quick, quick, quick history dope. The residential schools were the way uh, Canadians and, you know, were handling Indigenous people. They decided that Indigenous people by the, in the late 19th century all the way till the 1960s, they brought these kids, they took them away from their parents because they felt that the parents were savages. They weren't cultured. And they took them away and brought them to these residential schools that were somewhat run by the government, but also run by the church, primarily the Catholic church, other churches. Students were abused, physically abused to the point of unbelievable amount of abuse. And many disappeared. So the, what did the government, what did the school say? Ah, it was, um, they ran away. Well, now they found 200 remains under a school using new technology. And the worry is that they're going to find many, many more of these type of grave sites, mass grave sites all over Canada. And it wouldn't surprise me if you would say the same thing in the United States if they actually bothered to check for it. The sad story is that the Indigenous peoples in Canada and in the United States are struggling. There are some very, very serious struggling and struggles in, the, in their communities. They are, you know, in Canada, they live in remote areas. They struggle with water. There are struggles with employment. There are struggles economically. There are a lot of struggles. And the government claims to help, and there's very little that they're doing to help them really. And now they're waking up and saying, yes, we need to do something. But that's not what irked me. What irked me was the way it became a trend. All of a sudden on Facebook, you see an orange circle saying, all children matter. I saw media personalities with orange ribbons, you know, supporting this movement. Really? This is the new trend? I mean, why this? What's happened suddenly now that we all woke up? Another trend. A pretense that, oh, yes, I'm going to be part of a movement because I see my neighbors or my friends supporting it. Oh, I should do this too. I'll show my support by changing my thing on Facebook or putting on an orange ribbon. This is crap. It's the same people who stood with Black Lives Matter last year and said, oh, I want to be counted for this. But in reality, you just want to be you just want to be part of the trend. And it's the same people who, you know, stood and said, let's free Palestine, when in reality, they have the freaking clue about it. Why? Because it's a trend. Now, this is the new trend in Canada. We're going to support this. But in reality, what are you supporting? Yes, children's matter. Yes. But this isn't what's going on here. This is a horrific moment in Canadian history where Indigenous people were slaughtered en masse. Their lives destroyed. And yet, put a ribbon on? Change your Facebook page? Garbage. Pure, unadulterated, trendy garbage. If you, I'm not saying, listen, I am, I, I, there are a lot of, F, of different causes that I would love to support. I don't have the physical, mental capacity to do it all. And I'm not saying I have to support every single one. 
But I'm not going to bullshit people by saying, yeah, I'm going to be supporting all these causes and these trends because I want to be accounted as being trendy. I put my effort and my support behind where I want to be. And I'm sure many of you do the same thing. So changing your Facebook page and change and putting on an orange ribbon, what is it really doing? And that's what I saw last year with Black Lives Matter, where people were suddenly jumping and saying, yes, I support, you know, anti-black racism. Five minutes ago, you were making racist jokes, but now you don't want to look like you're, you know, an outsider. You're going to go and jump in, you know, on the bandwagon. Where are you today, by the way, supporting black racism and all that? And again, it's all about the trend because I commented about Asian racism. I don't see any ribbons or any Facebook pages changed. I mean, it, this is the garbage. This is the, this is the pure garbage that people, if it makes you feel better, good for you. You're not changing anything, folks. You're not affecting change. Affecting change is you're going to write to your member of parliament or your congressperson or whoever it is that can affect change. You know, going to a protest and throwing rocks at people doesn't affect change. But screaming and yelling for what's right and helping to move the pawn forward, that's what matters. Not putting some orange ribbon on and just making sure that you're accounted for. That's where it's wrong. And by the way, I watch this all over the media. The orange ribbon. Again, there's the cause to fight for in Canada. Not the racism towards Asian community, not the racism towards the Jewish community, not the racism towards other things. This is the trendy thing. Let's put out orange ribbons. I'm sick and tired of it. Be real. Change has got to be done not on, you know, by changing your crap, but it's by pummeling your politicians with, with emails, letters phone calls. We need change. And it has to start, sadly, at the government level. They have to put the policies and the, and, the prog- and the programs into place. We can't as the general public. But we have the ability to influence them. And if they're not going to do it the way we need to do it, we do it at the ballot box. We bring in the people who can effect change. That is what's going to work for us. So the message I'm trying to drive today is, while it was horrifyingly, you know, I was mortified to hear about 200 children and God knows how many more are going to be found. It's disgusting. And as a first generation Canadian, I'm embarrassed. And I would love to see that the lives of the indigenous people improve across the board and not make jokes that, oh, but we gave them casinos. That's, that's, that's moronic. We need to help. We need to help society advance. We have not. We could claim we're an advanced society. We're far from it. And I challenge you all to do what I've been doing. Go out there and challenge your local politicians. I've been after my member of parliament here personally, after his one-sided attacks. I've been after other politicians for their one-sidedness in many cases. And I'm rallying others to do so. Time for us to do that. Get the emails, the phone calls, the letters. Let's get everybody to do the right thing and not the trendy thing. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for me for the Rant Network for, for another week, another Friday. I want to thank you all very much for joining me today. On Monday, Stuart will be back. And we're going to tackle a little bit of a very, very sticky issue that has come up to both of us on numerous occasions ever since we ranted about racism. And the question is, are Jews white? Think about that. Ponder that. Share that with people you know. Please join us on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, live on Facebook, noon Eastern. Come out there. We want to hear from you. Because it's not only that topic, but other controversial topics we're going to be attacking. But think about it. Are Jews white? That will be us on Monday. Wishing you all a very good weekend, everyone. Stay well. Stay safe.